Welcome to Open Banking Expo Unplugged, bringing you the brightest minds in open banking, open finance and beyond. Hello and welcome to another episode of Open Banking Expo Unplugged, the podcast series from Open Banking Expo. I'm Ellie Duncan, your host for today, and my guest is Fabian Lerner, a consultant at the Business Engineering Institute, St. Gallen in Switzerland. BEI, as it's known, is the coordinator and partner of openbankingproject.ch, which has defined the first internationally scalable open API in Switzerland and is a sort of leading initiative. Now, Fabian joins me to explain more about the market-driven approach to open banking that Switzerland has taken but also some of the challenges that the country faces in kind of widespread adoption. So Fabian, thank you for joining me and welcome to the podcast. Hi, Ellie. Thank you very much for having me today. Well, we've got lots to get through, lots to talk about. But first of all, can you start by telling me about your own background and how you came to be involved in open banking in Switzerland? Yes, sure, Ellie. So my background is uh, originally banker. So I'm a banker by training. Uh, started over 16 years ago and um, back in 2015 when I was working in, in private banking um, after a study tour where, when we dealt with innovation and private equity in China, um, I came back and then started also to engage myself in the, this whole uh, startup innovation ecosystem. Uh, it was very inspiring for me. At the same time, the first robotvisor here in Switzerland came up. And for me as a private banker, it was not just curiosity in knowing uh, more what's coming uh, there. So it wasn't known uh, until then, uh, but also a little bit of fear. So as, as a private banker advising clients, investment, you see there a robot doing your job. And uh, it was also the time when in Switzerland, the negative interest rates started. So it's a little bit a combination of everything. And then also during the time in private banking, I aggregated the accounts of my portfolio of my customer uh, on Excel. So it was manually work. And I asked myself back then, so is, why is it possible to just click on a button and then have all the information because my customer um, obviously shares the information with me. So, um, and then it's where I started to really go into this whole uh, fintech um, yeah, uh, life in, in Switzerland, but then also uh, abroad. I started to educate myself um, to also stay relevant in the market uh, of a banker. This was my yeah, my motivation somehow. I took courses, I read books, um, I started to network in Switzerland, but also globally. I went to events, and um, also the job as a banker or also private banker um, evolved during this time, and also now. So it's not the same as ten years ago when I started, as an, or sixteen years ago as an apprentice. Uh, so the life was different there, and then um, yeah. So three years ago. Already four, yeah, three years ago, um, I went to New York uh, for work uh, from from the bank, and and then I came back with the mindset of uh, of the U.S. people, uh, you know, to just do it, the kind of Nike. <laughs> uh, and the first thing I did is well, I quit my job at the private bank, um, 
uh, yeah, and, and then really to and uh, told myself, okay, now I really have to uh, walk the talk and go into this uh, sector because this is the future. Uh, so I have a long way in front of me. I have to work some years more. And um, yeah, then I started as an intern, um, really. So after, uh, yeah, 30, I uh, started as an intern at a private equity firm uh, to really uh, gain more skills uh, there. I went back for a project to a bank uh, for one year to do a DLT project. And then when I, when I decided to uh, go into consultancy, uh, and the uh, open banking project or the business engineering institute I knew before. So I followed the initiative. Um, they're here since 2018, the initiative. Uh, and uh, yeah, I was very lucky to, to, to be able to start there. Well, yeah, let's um, find out a bit more about that initiative. So can you tell us exactly what open banking project is and also BEI's involvement, how, how that all fits together? Yeah. So the BI, basically, we are a research-based consultancy firm. So we have a research part. We have PhDs um, doing research in uh, DLT, AI, transformation, ecosystem. And, and then we have initiative. Um, yeah, and one of these initiatives is the Open Banking Project. And um, what we do, so we are uh, a partner, but the coordinator, we do um, organize uh, events, so member events. Um, together um, with our partners we organize the summit and uh, we also do the you know, sales so engagement with part with other partners with other initiatives uh, we go to bank and educate them if they if they wish if they have questions about open banking and and you know the building blocks um, within within open banking project dot ch um, you can find everything on our um, page we have this knowledge page where we share information. We have news page that we highlight news from our partners, members, but also what's happening in Switzerland. So it's like a one-stop shop, if, if you wish. And um, yeah, so this is what we do. And uh, the most important thing is the coordinator of, of workshops, the community workshops. Uh, one of the workshop uh, was when we, um, we defined this Swiss NextGen API. So you mentioned in the beginning, so the first international scalable API here in Switzerland, where we bring not only partner members together, but also the community, so banks that want to work with us um, in workshops to define the standards. Well, it sounds like um, it sounds like a really fascinating initiative, and um, and I guess it's worth at this stage um, pointing out to, to anyone who's listening but doesn't know that. Switzerland isn't subject to PSD2, which yep. obviously applies to, to most European countries. So, uh, you know, what does that mean in terms of how Switzerland has had to navigate its open banking journey? Yeah, you're right. So um, we are not subject to PSD2, that's right. But um, however, so everyone heard about it, uh, the government, the banks. So for everyone, it's clear there is something. Uh, some of them they they know more. Some of them uh, they know nothing about about it. And uh, just to let's say it this way, so when we talk about journey, I I would say we have banks out there they don't even know yet that they are on a bumpy journey. So uh, or there's a bumpy journey um, <laughs> ahead of them. So, but um, and also the government. So they also clearly say um, they support it so um, it's they recognize the potential of, of open banking 
and also in sharing data for new business models. But I also say that um, the, the, the industry, so it's a industry-led approach we should have here in Switzerland. And um, that's why, so there's no, no yeah, guideline or regulatory approach from the government to really um, you know, push banks in, in, in opening up. And um, they say they observe the market and we know they observe the market. We also have um, on a regular basis uh, a catch up with them. And uh, they say, okay, we observe until the tipping point is reached and then we do something. Um, but nobody knows when is the tipping point. So it's a little bit of a, yeah unknown um, environment uh, we are here. In deciding to adopt like a market-driven or industry-led approach in Switzerland, what, what were the expectations around that? And do you think that approach has, has lived up to those expectations? Yeah, so I think the expectations, they, they aren't met yet. And I think the expectation somehow is right or was right. They don't want to push banks um, in the direction that happened in, in, in Europe in some countries. Banks had to open up and they had a lot of security issues. So, And I think this is a good way to do it. It's really um, slow and calm but and structured. And that we don't have really to start with the account information payment initiation, how it's uh, in the PSD2 region. So that the bank can say, okay, um, we start with, um, I don't know, um, with, with uh, wealth API or a mortgage, what's a, also a, a, a topic uh, in Switzerland. Um, and uh, that's why I think it's, it's somehow a good, um, a good way to approach it. Uh, but, you know, still too slow uh, here in Switzerland at the moment. I guess maybe then it's worth finding out a little bit of, of background about why it might be a bit slow as well um, in terms of, I suppose, consumers' attitudes to banking there because um, uh, do, do what what is consumers' attitude in terms of how they uh, relate to banks and the financial services industry generally? Is it largely positive, do you think? Yeah, so in terms of consumers, um, and I know it from my uh, own experience as a, as a banker dealing with, with customers, so um, people in Switzerland, they really don't like to share their data. So they even, they even say they don't pay, uh, they don't like to pay with, uh, with a debit or credit card because they don't want that the bank knows where they spend their money for. So this is a little bit of the, where we're coming from. And um, there was also a, a study from, from MasterCard um, when, you, when you ask people um, about, about uh, open banking and, and data. So 94% uh, never heard about it, uh, what's open banking. And um, when you explain what it is, so at least 14% says, okay, um, maybe I tried out. So, so it shows um, yeah, how the, the customers uh, look at it. But I think it's also a question how you explain it and how you really uh, bring open banking then uh, to to market. Um, and also to add here before we go further is also that yeah, my opinion. So Switzerland, we have a, the prosperity is very high in Switzerland. So people that they don't really have to care if they pay by cash, if they pay by card. Um, 
or if they get a credit. Um, yeah, so that's not, not the, we're more over than underbanked here in Switzerland, uh, we, we can say. And also, um, and also the banks, they're doing very good still. Uh, and I think, I assume they, they will doing good uh, for you know, a longer time. So also they, they don't have really have to dive deeper in this uh, topic in a, yeah, in a, in a growth perspective, um, if you wish. Um, but still, they, they should really um, ask themselves, okay, what is open banking? What's my, and, and what's my strategy? But uh, until then, they, they have other priorities in their pipeline that they have to, so regulatory, they have also this uh, legacy system topic. Um, now we have all this uh, topic about um, instant payment um, in Switzerland. So it comes before uh, really um, dealing with an open banking strategy. I, I guess that um, it's a bit of a, um, a different culture from, you know, certainly elsewhere in Europe, but also obviously in other regions where open banking has has really been adopted quite quickly. Um, I'm thinking of, of sort of South American countries where perhaps there is like a large population of un unbanked or underbanked. Um, I mean, do you think that, I guess, uh, as you said there, you pointed to a survey undertaken by MasterCard, and even when perhaps they explained to respondents what open banking was, it was still only a, a few more who were were perhaps open to it. So how do you think you can educate consumers there about some of the benefits of open banking? How, how can you bring it to life for Swiss consumers? Yeah, th that's a good question. Um, and there comes the point when I want to mention that I think you don't have to go to the customer and ask them, hey, do you want, you want open banking? Um, because no bank will have on their service book uh, here open banking. This is the price tag. Um, and also when explaining, I, sh I think we should stop explaining uh, and using words uh, like open banking, like APIs. Uh, I think it's more like, hey, customer, you get the control back um, on your data, uh, personal and banking uh, data from the bank. You can share it in a secure way on a secure channel to really give them um, yeah, the sense what is open banking and not explain them the word open banking. And then also not um, yeah, say, okay, you can, um, you can access your, your account um, with an application, but more really embed these services um, yeah, in, in, the, in the customer in the customer journey, you know. So, and really, when when the point comes and the and the customer is there at the exact point where where he needs access to his data, his personal data, his banking uh, information, um, account information, then he can choose. Okay, now I want it because he's he's in the situation he's emotional driven. At the moment, so because you know, okay, when I want to go further with this purchase, uh, I need to keep the access because I want this item, and uh, then I think it, we are more likely to go in in the right direction. Um, for example, people I mentioned before, Swiss people uh, or people that I know, they say, okay, I don't want to pay by card because I don't want the bank to know what uh, what I'm spending my money uh, money for, or let's say the credit card company, or another intermediary because we have to mention also banks in Switzerland uh, it, they have um, 
yeah, the customers, they, they, they trust the banks. So in Switzerland and also around Switzerland, of course. So they have the customer and they have the trust. But now when we think about account-to-account payment from on a consumer perspective, so then you don't need the intermediary. So that means that you are only sharing your data uh, with a bank. If you pay um, online, uh, if you make uh, e-commerce like um, you know, Black Friday, uh, for example, or Cyber Monday, whatever. And um, But on an SME perspective, also interesting uh, because we have the issue that um, the fees for them are very high. If a consumer pay by debit card or other intermediaries, and then if you then apply a account account payment so direct from the from the e-commerce to the to the bank so then you don't have the cost or or much much uh, fewer costs and um, another thing is also the tax statement a big issue so each and every year you have to fill out uh, the tax statement um, you got really physical pause um, mail from um, insurance, from uh, health insurance, from uh, so bank, sta- bank statements, you get um, sometimes also uh, electronically. You take the data and you put it in your text, text uh, statement. So it's a manual proce- process. So and, and this is for me a use case that would uh, solve a lot of pain for a lot of customers if they just can click on a button and uh, you know, fill in your bank account statements. Uh, you can click and say, "Okay, I allow my, I allow this uh, the, the, the tax um, bureau to ask the bank for the for the uh, for the statement or um, the health insurance information or whatever." So it's much easier, and you're really solving a problem then. And uh, you're not you're not selling open banking, but you're selling um, yeah convenience if you wish. Um, here at this at this point, um, or onboarding. It's also something we're working now, uh, so customer onboarding. Um, when a customer says, I, wanted, I, want, I don't want to share data, but they share data with, um, with um, yeah, big techs. Uh, I don't want to mention name here. Uh, big techs, uh, you can log in with your email address or you can log in with this and this. Uh, and why can't you just click and I want to log in with my with my bank, because they already know who I am. They are a trusted party um, with a yeah with an API. We could um, solve this problem. Just to name a few examples. Yeah, I think that one um, that you mentioned that example about the the tax um, and and just the kind of convenience angle of of that is is definitely something that I think most people would probably find um, a convincing argument, if you like, for for kind of opening up their data and, and going down this path. Um, and I wanted to find out more about, I suppose, um, maybe the, the fintech scene in, in Switzerland and, and how you see potentially fintechs and banks there actually collaborating and, and partnering to help drive open banking forward, which is what we've seen sort of happen in the UK and, and elsewhere quite, quite a bit. So we have some use cases that banks um, are partnering. There are some visible and not visible. There are a lot of fintechs that are operating B2B, so you never see them in the front scene. Um, What I would wish is that um, the banks really um, 
go back and ask themselves, okay, what are my core capabilities or capabilities I want to do in the future? Um, and what are capabilities that I don't can do and I don't want to? And then really go uh, more active to the market and look for fintechs um, or other techs that could solve this. Because what I'm seeing and also my own experience is that the customer experience is much better when using a fintech application. So for example, um, I'm using different fintech application for all kinds of uh, financial um, services I need, so RoboAdvisor, uh, accounts, uh, and so on. And um, then I see, okay, this, 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 yeah, it really makes sense uh, because um, also customer support, uh, easier, uh, faster, uh, on the eye level. Uh, and these are things that's very crucial also for retention management of customers. And um, yeah, and, and here we see already some banks partnering with uh, fintechs. Uh, there are, is one bank very ahead of all the other one. Um, in, uh, in Switzerland, so they're working with a, with a, they're offering banking as a service, basically. So, yeah, so, so uh, neo banks are um, connected there, robot advisors, uh, and also expense managers, and all using um, services from this bank as a custody uh, provider or for the banking license and whatever. And for years now, and there's no other bank that really did this. Um, I don't know why, because when you look at the numbers, um, it shows uh, or it proves that um, it works. Um, and here, I really wish that, um, yeah, that we're more open and not only collaborate, but then also to, yeah, to to do standards. Um, that's where we come in again. Uh, not only do the the own. Um, yeah, APIs and connect to the fintechs, but also then really be open uh, with sandboxes and everything so that um, fintechs actively can go there, check their um, solution, and then maybe also deploy to, um, to customers. Because so my vision of, um, of how it should be is that I can go to the app store and then choose my interface or a fintech and, and um, whatever or whoever I choose, I can connect to my bank account so that from there comes my data. But I can choose how, what, what the interface I want, uh, what the black one, a green one. Uh, and so for me, uh, this could be uh, an interesting an interesting model. Yeah, and it's, it's really interesting to hear you talk because you're clearly so um, passionate about open banking in Switzerland. You can obviously see uh, the potential for it. Um, and, and I guess... Um, I guess there's probably a tiny bit of frustration that perhaps things are, are so slow moving there. I mean, what would you like to see happen next um, in Switzerland so that, you know, you, you see, a, see real progress? Well, clearly, um, first, I, I'd love to see banks really doing the first step uh, and, and opening up their um, their system or their, their offerings, testing real use cases with customers, and also do education on the, on the, with the employees because also there, um, when I talk to my former colleagues and I talk about open banking, so first question is, what is open banking? So 
you have to explain to bankers what's open banking. And I think uh, today it shouldn't be like that. And um, the second uh, thing is really, yeah, I like to see a stronger and binding collaboration between um, initiatives and the government. So like, like in UK, so uh, public-private uh, partnerships, and then really discuss what kind of uh, standards, agree on standards, and then really also implement uh, standards um, uh, with a bank. Uh, but it, it has to come from another level uh, and, and from, from the government. And then also not only technologically with, with the APIs, but also with license, contracts, so that we really have a standard. Because I think standards, when it comes from a government level, gives trust also and give not only trusts to the bank because they know then okay this comes from the government uh, but also to customers and if all that were to were to happen where do you see open banking in sort of five years time in switzerland so my gut feeling really says that the regulator will intervene soon um okay yeah really uh, but on a lower level I, I don't think so they will really come and force the banks to open up um I also assume that um, some banks right now are um, doing um, ex um, experimenting within their uh, secret walls and that we will soon see more use cases, uh, really uh, think about it, and um, that we will have some solutions, but they don't are really open, so they use their own APIs, they're really carefully with, with whom they want to partner, but um, would be a great step um, forward and um, least uh, lastly I think we will also see in the next five years we will see account aggregation for um, individuals not only for SMEs and um, account to account payment uh, I think this is really um, yeah, coming up here also in Switzerland it's becoming more and more a topic and I think with this, uh, I know we are slow, but still the market has some uh, momentum. We have some uh, speed in the market. Uh, within the next five years, uh, we should be there. Yeah, well, that's that's good to hear. That, and that's a really positive note to end on. We'll, we'll certainly keep an eye on Switzerland uh, on Open Banking Expo. And well, we'll have to get you back on in five years' time and see if it's lived up to <laughs> expectations. Yeah, perfect. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so thanks very much for joining me today. It was great to have you on the podcast. Thank you very much, Ellie, and have a good day. My thanks again to Fabian for joining me on today's podcast. Thanks to you also for listening. As always, you can see other podcast episodes in this series on the on-demand section of openbankingexpo.com. We've had some great guests on recently and plenty more coming up as well. Goodbye for now.